Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to jump right in. Um, got a really fun episode today, but 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 before I jump into the episode, I did want to let you know about our sponsor, which is absolutely nobody, because um, I'm not that rich and famous. Anywho, um, I went to go see Nope yesterday. Um, it's really kind of funny because I really wasn't too enthusiastic about seeing the movie. Um, you know, I not that I like to have movies spelled out for me, but I do like to have a general idea of what a movie is going to be about. And I really wasn't getting the vibes of, of, you know, what the movie would entail until like maybe the week before. So I'm like, okay, obviously it's something about UFOs or something like that. Um, this will be kind of cool to see Jordan Peele's spin, you know, on the the whole theory about aliens and extraterrestrials and whatnot. And I just thought it would be fun to go see. So <clears throat> um, I went Friday after work and, man, I had a good time. I really did have a good time. I'm not going to go over any uh synopsis or any of the plot or anything like that i'm not really gonna uh give you you know what i liked and what i didn't like i'll just say on a scale from one to ten i'd probably give it an 8.5 but it was a really fun time uh would i see it twice no um but i absolutely enjoyed what i saw when i saw it um yeah it was really good so that said i'm gonna jump right into uh what i've been playing so um, I've been actually really, really fortunate, um, to come into games based on the friendships that I've been making. I think I've said that several times, uh, on the show, but, um, <laughs> I had a friend who gifted me that cat game, uh, Stray. I haven't started it yet. I'm just not really enthusiastic about it. It's not something that, that I figure I want to play. And it's so funny because every time I mention something that I don't want to do, this particular friend will convince me otherwise. You know, it's kind of like, well, here's the game. Here it is for free. Really try it and tell me what you think. Um, and it's not, you know, to discredit to him or anything. It's just, I just don't really feel as interested. Um, he also gave me a uh, beta code for the new WB game, uh, Multiverses. Um, which has several different Warner Brother um, property characters, IPs, whatever you want to call them. Um, everybody from Batman to Tom and Jerry uh, to some Scooby-Doo characters and beyond. And they are going, it's basically like a Smash Brothers game, um, which, you know, we have a handful of those across all consoles. And then there is, you know, the Smash, which is the standard but I mean, WB is not slipping. They got they got some characters, you know. Um, I was expressing to uh, one of my friends that you know this game could really take off if they really dig deep and start and bring in some characters that might be a little left field for some people, but overall would just make sense. Like like to me, like it was so funny because like when I first heard of the game, I said you cannot have this game exists without the Tasmanian devil and immediately found out he was in the game. So I was super happy about that. Um, 
I would like to see some other characters. I'd like to see some Animaniacs characters, um, some Tiny Toon Adventure characters. Um, they they are going to have either a premiere for it or it's going to be an outright release um, because they're going to put um, LeBron James from uh, Space Jam into the game so he'll be he'll be a playable character and that'll be a thing and it's kind of cool so yeah they they can grow this roster you know to large proportions with multiple different characters and i'm here for it you know i played a little bit of it i did play with the tasmanian devil uh excuse me i'm a little sick still um i did play with the tasmanian devil um won a couple of rounds played with shaggy from scooby-doo um i kind of find that he's kind of my character i kind of like him um he's more of the balanced type of character so there's really nothing technical about him but i find myself as an entry level player in the capacity of these brawler type games that he fit perfectly so i was super happy won me a few rounds and i was good um but i'm excited to see you know as they follow kind of the uh, the not tradition, but more or less the behavior of, of uh, you know, these brawl games where they release these characters on on this schedule and just, you know, kind of see what new things that they come up with, because then I think that will just keep the excitement going, especially when you address the interest of of uh, other people who may enjoy other titles with the, under the WB umbrella. I was even saying, man, if they put the if they put the uh batman the animated series version of the joker in that game oh i'll be all over it i would just be completely all over it but i love the game so far um got another game from another friend um he gave me a game called monster sanctuary and it's kind of like pokemon meets metroid i guess because there's a you know, you're traveling around, but you got your monsters, they're kind of following you. Well, you got your monster, but you can collect, you collect multiple monsters, and then your monsters go into battle with you, and the battles are turn-based. But the mapping system seems to be uh, based on, uh, you know, the monsters that you have, because certain places, certain areas, you know, you may need, um, you know, you may need a you know, a flying monster to help you get a bit higher. But then in other places you might need, um, you know, a fire monster to burn down vines or whatever. So um, it's really fun. I actually had a really good time with it. Um, I can't say that it's a bad game. It's an indie, indie developed game. Um, but that said, I think they did a good job. But one of the biggest things that I've been playing, and this is actually on my own volition, is something that I've actually been looking very, very much forward to is uh, a game called Visage or Visage. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I was researching for some kind of horror game, something scary. I wanted to play something that, you know, because to me there's a difference between uh, a game that's frightening and a game that's scary. You know, like I think like Resident Evil 2 is frightening because, you know, you, you have this heightened... Uh, you, you know, your senses are heightened because, you know, you have to monitor inventory, plus you're being pursued. And then, you know, you have to 
worry about the overall, you know, point of escaping this precinct. Whereas in this game, Visage or Visage, I, I don't know what it is, um, man, like I researched it for a long time before I bit. And the more I researched, the creepier it got. And it just legitimately scared me. And I had never picked up a controller to play it. And what I gathered from the game was that it was PT-esque in its, uh, in its delivery. And if you don't know what PT is, PT was a playable trailer or play playable teaser um, that was produced by Hideo Kojima of Metal Gear Solid fame. And um, the story was going to be implemented by Guillermo del Toro. Um, and they were going to make a game called Silent Hills. Uh, the trailer or, or the teaser has since been delisted from Sony because it was exclusive to their store. And yeah, now it's kind of like an internet legend. I think you can, I think people have found ways to make it playable on PC, um, but I haven't really looked into that. Um, but this game, Visage, it kind of, it, you know, like, listen, playing it like when i first booted it up and and started playing it it kind of goes in that direction it really does you know you're you're in this house that you know in a lot of ways looks photorealistic i think they could have done a lot better because excuse me because the house in pt just looks super real just absolutely real it's like almost like watching a movie um and visage or visage it, it it's just like a step below in that aspect but the overall atmosphere oh my gosh like crazy i mean i was i i actually was playing that at my desk at work in the middle of the day and i was absolutely creeped out and there were like a few times where i got to certain moments and i was like yeah i can't I, I absolutely cannot, but I decided to, uh, you know, power on and, and play later that night. And I got to this point where they give you a particular item so that you at the very least can have some semblance of vision while you're traversing through this home. And that right there freaked me out. I'm like, okay, so this is what you're going to give me so I can be able to see. Yeah, that's not going to work. And then you couple that with the things that you think you see and the sounds that you think you hear. Oh, I cut that game off immediately. I I, I will eventually play through it, but it will not be today. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't checked that game out, it's a game. I think the game was made in 2020. So it's a it's an older game, but I think they've ported it to the PS5. I think the uh, Xbox Series X has it um, and I've got it on Steam. So, yeah super hor horrifying game um if you are down for stuff like that and you know maybe if you don't get scared too easy maybe you want to try to challenge yourself i'd say give uh visage because it is absolutely crazy scary just absolutely crazy scary okay so that all said well what else was i playing anything else oh yeah i i, I um i recently downloaded bully as well so i got bully 
Um, I haven't played Bully since I had it on the PS2 um, when I got the scholarship edition, uh, which came with a, a dodgeball, which I never got a chance to blow up. Um, and yeah, that, that was the last time I played. Man, that game... That game has aged pretty well, especially considering they, you know, they've kind of brought it up with high fidelity and uh, got the graphics to look a little bit more modern. Um, not as smooth as as it would look, but just, you know, I mean, they bumped it up a bit because um, I believe it did make a transition to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it obviously came to Steam um, and I, I don't think that they would have just ported a straight up port of the PS2 version. Um but I think my only knock was that the camera is just because the camera is only controlled by one analog stick. And to me, that's just not it. Like, that's just not it. Like, I'm so used to having my character be controlled by the by, you know, one analog and then the, me, you know, using the aerial coverage of, you know, motion with the other analog stick so I can just kind of be right behind my character or wherever I want to be, or even if I want to turn it towards him and watch him run towards the camera, like I should be able to do that, but you cannot. So um, that is something I'm dealing with in Bully, but I'm having fun. I remember beating that game a long time ago. Kind of, kind of interesting. I was, I was actually pretty mad and I haven't played it since I bought it because I, um, I did the biology class and in there you have to, um, you have to dissect a frog and I think I was up to about 80 something percent done. And I figured it would go for a pass and I failed. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. I did 80 something percent in English and passed. So I don't know. Um, a little weird there, but, you know, that's uh, I guess that's just how games were back in the day. But anyway, moving on, uh, got a really good show for you guys today so i was I, now i've i've done this before but i think i've really i think i've done it uh in the respect of just maybe a particular system but i was thinking i was like you know what what are my five favorite video game systems ever you know because we always talk about like oh top 10 games top 50 games top 100 games but if I could only, out of the entire history of me playing video games, if I could only have, if I could only take five systems with me, let's say to this, to a deserted island, guaranteed I can plug them up and play them at their, at their, you know, best performance, what would I take? And in taking those, taking those five systems, what 10 games would I take with each? So we're going to go five systems, 10 games apiece. So this is going to be fun. So my first system that I would absolutely take is obviously going to be the one that started it all for me, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And the 10 games are super easy because it's all because one thing I can tell you right now is that it has always been easy for me to curate a top 10 list for the original NES because that is one that like rarely changes. It rarely has anything that bumps out uh one title for another um it does happen but it's it's just super rare so let's get into the titles so my first title obviously will be ninja gaiden 2 um only reason why i would choose that choose two over one is because the power-ups 
seem a little bit more fun. I really did enjoy the soundtrack. And the story is somewhat similar to the first one. So I don't really feel like I would be missing too much. I feel like it, it would kind of follow closely to what the first one had offered. So Ninja Game 2 would be my first choice. Second choice, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Just no, don't even need a reason why after that. Um, my third would be Double Dragon 2. Um, obviously because it was just, uh, it was such a super step up from the original title and the third title was just way too hard. So I would just want like, I actually just got finished before I started recording. That was the last game I was playing was, um, Double Dragon 2. And I don't know why it glitched out on me. I got to the, I think I was on level three. I was at the boss area where, um, there's the, the treadmills and, I guess, you know, you're supposed to have enemies come out of the doors, but nobody was coming out the doors. So it was really just kind of making me upset. Um, and I died. I just, because I just, well, I I guess, you, <coughs> excuse me, I guess you could say I killed myself because I just started jumping off and just waiting for something to come out. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Double Dragon 2 is, is the game I'll take. Number four will be Tetris. The original Tetris on NES is just amazing. I think in its simplicity, that is like I've seen so many different versions of Tetris on so many different systems and the NES version is the version that I would choose to play every single time I play it before I go into work I play it when I wake up <laughs> I play it all the time it is just such a great calming uh game and it's so funny because I actually play it right next to another game, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to mention on a different system. But uh, going forward, excuse me. My gosh, I got to get over the sickness, dude. Um, next one is River City Ransom. Now, here, here's a funny thing about River City Ransom. I was never a fan of River City Ransom. Um, I remember the first time that it came about, um, my thought at the time and you know you'd have to forgive me because i was a young child um my first thought was this looks like double dragon but it's not double dragon so i don't want to play this because i'd much rather play double dragon not knowing that the people who made double dragon made river city ransom um and then i had a friend who he was obsessed with this game and so much so that we you know we used to spend time and i would watch him play through river city ransom and in a way it was boring but in another way it was actually pretty funny because he would sit here and he would grind through like the first area continuously beating up the same people until he had like i don't know three hundred dollars just enough money to like spend on a litany of moves and power-ups and stuff and then he would just go through the rest and just wreck the entire game and it was just it was like yo i couldn't even think of that being a possibility on an nes game but to see him break it like that it just it it enthused me to try it myself and i have a good time every time i go to play it um i don't remember the order in which you go to certain places to uh to you know confront particular characters i understand what the overall meaning of the game is and what it's you know what you're supposed to do but dude i like like the way that my friend did it just really it really keeps a special place in my heart to where 
I want to do it myself. I want to try to do that myself. That's something I want to accomplish. Um, my next game would be Castlevania 3. Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Um, Castlevania 1 would have been, it would have been the, the, the choice. But it's kind of like with, uh, it's kind of like with, with Ninja Gaiden 2. It was such a vast improvement over, you know, the original that it's like you, you can't possibly choose the original. Like if you did, it, it would just strictly be for the sake of nostalgia. But like if you really want to talk about like gameplay and just kind of having everything all in one place, dude, that was the that was the game. And I still remember funny, funny story. I still remember how I acquired my copy of Dracula's Curse. I used to spend a lot of time with my uncle in um i used to spend a lot of time with my uncle in um riverside and we used to like we he they like they had they seldom had like they didn't have many neighbors right they didn't have many neighbors um but the neighbors that they did have you know we would go over there and we'd play games and stuff and i remember i used to go over to this neighbor's house and i would play dracula's curse and i would just be left in their living room like total stranger and they would just go upstairs take a nap or whatever the hell they would do and i would just like that was just my thing every weekend we went that's exactly what i would do i would just go over to this neighbor's house and they would just let me sit in front of this nes i don't even think they had kids um and then they would just leave the room they would just be gone <laughs> and and one day I just said for your negligence I'm going to take this game and play it in a place where I feel more safe which is my home which is miles and miles away from you and I will never return to your home again and um, and it was really funny because then there coincidentally my uh my uncle and my aunt they ended up moving to Moreno Valley um which is just a little ways outside of Riverside but that was the security that that I had in my heart where I said, OK, good. Now I really don't have to see them again. <laughs> but that's how I secured my copy of um, of uh, Dracula's Curse by thievery. It was a thief, a little thief. <laughs> um, my next game is um, is going to be Mega Man 2. But Mega Man 2 with a slight tie with Mega Man 3. So it would kind of like waffle. Like it, I could change that on a whim because both of those games are like super cool. I enjoy both of them very, very much. Um, and if I had to make a just, just shotgun choice, it's going to be two. I like two because they, I feel like they had better robot masters. Um, and I just enjoy just the simplicity of those robot masters where they were a little bit more elevated than like a Iceman, Fireman, Gutsman, you know, Cutsman, you know. They were just, you know, I, I Flashman, you know, Quickman, Metalman, like the dude, those were like like I say their names and I smile because they are just some of the most iconic uh villains, I guess you want to call them, that I've ever had had the pleasure of facing. Now, I do enjoy the Robot Masters of 3, but I think 3 
just was able to convey a story a little bit better. So I felt like I was following something a little bit more. And, you know, with um, with uh, what's it, what's his brother's name? I forgot his brother's name. Proto Man. Is that it? I think so. Proto man. I, I, I cannot remember. I should have done the notes. But yeah, you know, you got your brother in there and he comes, he challenges you, you know, uh, every so often and helps you out a little bit. You know, it, it, it just made for a cool story. Overall, the story was better in three. And then it's a little bit more accessible. And I do believe that's the game where they introduced the slide. So there you go. Um, my next would be Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, there's really no, again, like like Tyson's Punch-Out, there's no reason, no rhyme or reason known why I wouldn't. Um, Goonies 2 is another one that I would bring with me. And mostly because I would want something that has a high level of exploration. Um, and that would definitely uh, fill that void for me because that is a very large game. And, you know, with the objective of going through these random levels to find the other Goonies. Um, yeah, I could be at that game for days and days and days and days. Um, and then my last game, number 10, would be G.I. Joe. Um, I know a lot of people didn't play G.I. Joe on the NES. I was a huge G.I. Joe fan overall in my childhood. Like, when I discovered the action figures and the cartoons it was just it just exploded in my mind and then i remember um my neighbor my next door neighbor was the one that actually had this game and we would sit and we would play this game for hours and i think we got far and i think we got up to cobra commander but i don't really remember either of us ever beating cobra commander um but the game is easy enough because it has a code system, so you can go to any level um, with this code system. Um, and they just had some really iconic characters. Now, that's debatable in some people's eyes. Some people would say that they prefer other characters over the ones that they offer because there's, uh, let me see if I can name them off. There's Duke, Rock and Roll, Captain Gridiron, I believe that's him, um, Snake Eyes, and Blizzard. And then General Hawk, once you get towards the end you get general hawk and yeah i mean i had fun with those i knew those characters so i think that was the thing that really made the game really fun for me because i had that point of familiarity with the action figures that i had in, in you know in my freaking room so it was actually pretty cool um so yeah those are the those are the 10 games that i would uh choose for the nes my next system obviously would be the sega genesis um and like the nintendo there are some that are just clearly evident that i would bring and then there's some where it's just kind of like whoa so let's go through those um my first game will be sonic 2 um sonic 2 in my opinion is superior to every other sonic offering on the sega genesis i don't care if you put it put in sonic and knuckles some people try to say three some people say the classic. No, two is the the superior game. That is like my absolute favorite out of all of them. They just do everything right. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines is another one that I would bring. Now, here's the reason I'd bring it because I don't have any experience with this game. 
This is probably the only Castlevania game in the entire history of Castlevania that I have not had the experience of going through. I've never played this game. I never did. I just never played it. So um, I I actually just recently put it on an emulator and I booted it up for like a second and I was like, whoa, like, did I really miss out on this when I was a kid? This is insane. And that is why I would bring this game because I would definitely need to have that experience, you know, in its entirety. And I'm definitely gonna have to work for it. But man, I I am just I am at this moment I'm hyped over the possibility of me going through another Castlevania game that I just never knew existed. To be quite honest, um, number three would be one of my other favorite puzzlers, Columns. Um, Columns is a really really fun game. Um, it was a game that. I didn't have too much hands-on experience with as a kid because this is one of those games that I watched. You know, this is back when grown-ups actually played video games too. And so I watched my best friend's dad play this game like all the freaking time. And he was really, really good. And when he would, you know, when he'd acquiesce the controller to us, then I'd say, you know, my, my friend, he wanted to play stuff like E-Swad and Altered Beast. I'm like, no, let's try that Columns game out. Um, and yeah, I just found it to be really, really delightful. I think it has a really cool soundtrack. I think in concept, it's a, it's a little bit more, it's a little simpler than Tetris, but I think overall it still comes across as a pretty fun game. So I think overall it is, it is an excellent quality type game. And I know they made three of them. I've never been able to locate where, where the second game is. Um, but yeah, um, next game would be uh, Streets of Rage two um and again it's just one of those things where you know you had the original the original was great the third game i think it was just a little too ambitious i I just really could not follow that game i to this day i've never played uh i've never played through uh streets rage three i've played up to the first boss and then i'm just like i'm over this like i i cannot i cannot continue this facade of enjoying this particular game two did everything right two had the soundtrack two had the characters i mean i used to play that game so much that it used to please me to play with the characters that i really had no interest in playing i would literally go through the entire game with skate just because i had done it so many times with axel and max you know like it was just super super fun and it is one of my favorite games of all time it, it, it definitely makes my like all time top, you know, 25 games that will never move. It'll never move. It'll stay in its place forever. Toe Jam and Earl comes in at number five. And Toe Jam and Earl is, is a game that, again, I experienced with friends kind of taking time with people to experience it. And. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun. I actually recently played that on an emulator and had a really good time with that on, on the emulator. And it was just really, really fun and nostalgic. And almost, I mean, it's kind of crazy how, like, you know, when, when you actually have better senses 
to accomplish particular things because as a kid you're just kind of rushing around doing whatever but when you're really paying attention and doing the things that are necessary in the game man i got like a i got like so much further in toe jam and earl in the last month than i probably got through in my entire sessions as a kid growing up but that is definitely another game that i would i would absolutely play um if i could only bring 10 games for that system um number six robocop and terminator Man, you talk about a game that existed when it probably shouldn't have existed is this game. Well, I don't want to even say not even shouldn't have existed. What I really want to say is if there was a such thing as an ESRB rating at this time, this game would have definitely got an M rating. And knowing the demographic that it was aimed at, which is like 11 to 12 years, 12 year olds, Man, this would have they they would have never got their hands on it. We probably would have never experienced it at the time that this game was out. I mean, this game is so dark, so fun, so bloody disgusting. I love it. I just love the game. I love it. Um my next game number 7 would be Shining Force. Um Shining Force is so much different than your typical RPG. You know, some wouldn't consider it an RPG or they'd probably say it's a tactical RPG, which I guess I could agree with that. Um, which it's kind of funny because this Shining Force was actually my definition of an RPG because I had played nothing previously. You know, a lot of people started with Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy on NES, I never had that experience. Never, ever. I didn't know about those games till way later. Way later. But Shining Force was a game that I knew about immediately. And it's so funny how I got this game because I my aunt called me uh, and she was saying, I'm at such and such a store. I'm going to pick up your birthday present now. Um, they have these two games I'm looking at. One's called Shining Force and the other one's called whatever. And I remember looking at my brother and I told him what the names of the games were. And he said, Shining Force. He's And I said, why? He said, because it just sounds fun. <laughs> so I told my aunt, I was like, pick up Shining Force. And as soon as she brought it and we put it in, it was like, that was one of those all-nighters. Like that was one of those games where it was just like, I was up you know not not a school night um summertime and you know the days that you want to that you know your friends want you to go out and play or whatever now nah, i want to stay in i want to stay in and play some shining force and and that's a game that i've probably beaten more than 10 times um just for the pleasure of just going through that simple but enjoyable story it's such a great game and in my opinion it's better than two i'm sorry um Two is absolutely terrible. I can't even get out of the, the out of the intro battle. Excuse me. Never been able to. I've never been able to get out of the intro battle. I think they spiked that difficulty way too hard. And I think it's a terrible game. But anyway, my next game, number eight, is going to be Shadow Dancer. Uh, Shadow Dancer is going to be number eight. Now, Shadow Dancer is kind of funny because Shadow Dancer is one of those games that when I got it, it was really weird because it was like, how can I be a ninja who can only get hit once? But in that, I took the challenge. 
I said, okay, if I can only get hit once, then, you know, this is quote unquote a game I'm going to find myself playing. And man, it was some of the best fun that I've had as a kid. Um, I think it's kind of funny because the skills I had as a kid did not translate very well to the adult I am now. So I tried to play the game recently and it's like, yeah, you're not that guy. You're not going to get through this. Um, and I could, I couldn't even get, I couldn't even imagine how to get through the first boss. I was like, how did I do this as a kid? Like, I, like he's dropping rocks everywhere and this is just insane. Um, but Shadow Dancer is a really fun game. I know most people, uh, would say I'm crazy and oh why don't you just talk about classic Shinobi I didn't know anything about Shinobi at the time Shadow Dancer is what I knew and this is what I got um, the next game number 9 is going to be Thunder Force 3 I hadn't the only space shooters I knew at the time were Gradius Life Force and Gyrus those were the only things I knew and those were from NES and when I came upon Thunder Force 3, this completely changed the scope of how I looked at space shooter games. Like being able to choose the worlds that I, you know, that I went to. And I loved how they kind of played out. Like they basically gave you the whole synopsis. Like here's here's the, here's what the area looks like. Here's the enemy that you're going to be looking for. And then you fly in and you're collecting power-ups like, you know, just like in Gradius or Life Force. And your ship is a complete beast by the time you get to the boss. And the bosses are relatively easy. And, yeah, you just, you feel so good when they go down. You feel so accomplished when you're able to beat that boss. Like, they have uh, different power-up systems that you can use. Like, they have this one that I really, really like called Hunter. And it would just basically hone in on on an enemy's weak spot. Um, they had this other one that would just launch these array of missiles from the top of the ship and from the bottom of the ship. And you still had your laser going forward. And then they had these like little boomerang things that were around your ship. And if you had a shield, you were just unstoppable. It was like, my gosh, it was such a good game. And I like I'm getting giddy all thinking about the game. It's one of my favorites. And I think that if anybody hadn't played thunder force three forget one two four three is like that's when they reached their summit that is the that is absolute um number 10 it's gonna be a weird one for people but i don't care because it's my list and to do what i want it's mickey mouse in the castle of illusion that's right mickey mouse games man like disney games were no joke back in the day um on nes you know a lot of that stuff was licensed uh or produced by capcom but once like i like the capcom stuff but what they did with the stuff um you know after that like again castle of illusion aladdin lion king jungle book those games were amazing um but Castle of, Castle of Illusion was just one of my favorite, favorite games. It was one of the first games that I ever played uh, experiencing a Sega Genesis overall. And I just couldn't, I couldn't even say anything bad about it. Like I, I couldn't, I can't think of two things bad to say about Mickey Mouse and Castle and the Castle of Illusion. 
it's just a it's just a fantastic game. So then the next system that I would want to talk about this will be my third system. It's going to be the SNES. Why would I not bring the SNES? And we're going to fly through these because they're all just kind of no brainers. So the first one, Chrono Trigger, duh. Uh, second, Earthbound. Third is going to be Final Fantasy three, which is properly six, and that has a special place in my heart because that was the first time that I started making friends outside of my normal friends. Um, and I had someone who said, Hey, you want to come over, play some video games, chill. Sure. And we played, we played, uh, Sim city. I remember on the SNES and then he popped in final fantasy and he was in the middle of his final fantasy, uh, final fantasy, session and i was just so taken aback and I, I remember him playing with a character which i still don't know his name but he was playing with a character and i was watching him putting in commands for said character and i'm like dude isn't that like the street fighter fireball you just did and it was just also weird to me and it it literally was the reason that i even perked up when I heard about a Final Fantasy on uh, the PlayStation, when I got the original PlayStation, somebody said, oh, they got Final Fantasy 7. And I'm like, oh, 7? Like, last time I saw this game, it was on the third one. <laughs> you know, like, that was my thought back then, not knowing that that was actually the sixth one. And, um, yeah, had I had I not had the experience with uh, Final Fantasy 3, um, I, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about playing 7. Hence, I would have I would have lost a huge part of my gaming history because I just wouldn't have known what the heck Final Fantasy was. Um, my next game is Super Castlevania Four. It's another no duh. Um, another fun game by Capcom, uh, X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Um, I really did like the X Men game that Sega Genesis did, but I absolutely loved what they did on uh, SNES. I just feel like they had, uh, I don't want to say better characters, but I was just able to kind of, I was able to write, like, really feel the characters a little bit better in that game. I don't know. And I like the way they looked. They just were buffer and bigger. It was more fun. I don't know. Next game will be Super Punch-Out. Uh, can't just have one Punch-Out. Um, number seven, Contra 3, The Alien Wars. I've never played that game, but I respect it, so I'd bring it. Um, number eight, it's going to be another one left field, Ninja Warriors. Got to have a beat em up out there. I know people might be saying, why would you take uh, Final Fight? But it's not what I want to do. I'm going to be a ninja, man. Um, my next one, number nine, is Breath of Fire. Got to bring an RPG again. And then number 10, it's another left field, but it's also one that I feel like is underappreciated, and that is Secret of Evermore. Um, I don't know how many people have played Secret of Evermore, but I definitely think it's a highly underrated uh, RPG that people should experience. And yeah, I would totally bring that. Um, my next system that I would bring, this is number four, is one of the systems that I think is one of the greatest systems of all time. And it is the Nintendo DS. I'll bring the original DS. 
would not bring the 3DS. Bring the DS. And the games that I would bring with me would be, number one, Brain Age. Brain Age was such a fun and cool concept um, that I absolutely bought into at the time. I remember doing the little daily test and then, you know, you get your little score and then they'd say, basically, see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, hopefully you do better. So you always aim to be better every day by playing this little brain training game. Absolutely fun. Castlevania Portrait of Ruin is another game that I would absolutely have to bring uh, with me. I know people are saying that the, I think it's, I think it was Aria of Sorrow that was on there. I, I can't remember, but yeah, the, the one with Soma Cruz, like, I, I listen, his series I wasn't ever into. Um, I just never bought into that, his particular story, but I was into everything else that they had done. So um, Portrait of Ruin, I would definitely bring. Dragon Quest Four, huge game when I got, when I had my DS very huge game this was about this was my first outing with the dragon warrior series never had played it before in my life i i thought it was super weird because it it came off so simple and the enemies almost came off a little silly but there's a lot of complexity in that game and i remember beating that game uh on the ds and feeling so happy and um I just, I, I, I just, I was happy and felt like, man, I just came onto something brand new. I've never played this series before. And then learning that, you know, the artist was the same one that did the Dragon Ball series. Um, I was, yeah, I was just in a whole different headspace. And I completely, 110% feel like that's one of the most fun iterations of Dragon Warrior I've ever played, which is four. Now, here's another one that I know is never going to be in on people's list, but I'm just going to say it because it was on mine, and that is Lost in Blue. So Lost in Blue is a game that it's kind of like a time management game, but also it has the survival aspect. So, you know, you got to survive. You got to, you know, you're on a deserted island or whatever. And you got to keep yourself alive and you get hungry and you get thirsty and you get exhausted and you have to try to maintain yourself on this deserted island while all these things are going on. And there is a story aspect to it. You eventually find other survivors. Um, you step your game up and you learn how to cook better food. It was also like kind of like uh, Cooking Mama, too. Because whenever you got to the point where you had to cook, it was like, okay, you got to cook it on this side. Now you got to flip it. And then once you flip it, then you take it off the fire. And if you didn't, then it would burn. And it was just, it was, it was a really fun game. I And, and every time I emulated it, I always had fun. I actually emulated it on my Steam Deck. But because I don't know where the placement of the microphone is on my Steam Deck, I'm not able to blow um, into the microphone, which is one of the actions you have to do in order to start a fire you know they do you do the hand thing where you rub the twigs together and then they say now blow and it's like i don't know where the microphone is so so until i find the microphone on my steam deck i probably won't be able to play 
Let's see. The next game is Professor Layton and the Curious Village. That was a that that was a really good series to get into at the time. I thought the I thought artistically it was very unique and I really did enjoy the the aspect of moving a story along by having you solve puzzles. Um I never went through this game in its entirety. I know this series has spanned multiple sequels. Um, I know uh, fans have been in an uproar because it hasn't continued to make sequels going forward. Um, you know, I guess they want them on, <clears throat> you know, the current generation of systems, which I, you know, I, I wouldn't argue that, but, you know, uh, the Curious Village was just one of those games where it was just like, man, this it, it was a good time waster. And it had a really engaging story. And the art style was just out of this world. Let's see. The next game would be uh, one of my one of my absolute favorite visual novels um, ever. And I don't like to just say visual novel. I like to call it a, a interactive visual novel because you actually have things to do. Kind of like uh, Phoenix Wright. Um, but this one's called Time Hollow. And Time Hollow is a excellent game. It's made by Konami. And, you know, you, it's a lot of dialogue you got to read through. But it's about connecting the past and the future and making a new present. It, Man, it is an amazing game. Um, and I've enjoyed to play through it more than a few times. And I would highly recommend it to anybody who has a DS or uh you know, emulating their DSs, pick this game up. It's a really, really, really fun game. Time Hollow. Um, number seven, The World Ends With You. This was a weird game because I picked this game up on a whim. I was at a GameStop randomly. Um, I had money to blow. I was looking at all the DS games. Nothing interests me at all. And then I saw this one game, The World Ends With You, and I took it home. And my God, I and I completely surprised. Like, this is when I kind of took myself out of reading video game magazines. I wasn't really talking to people about upcoming games and what's on the horizon and what, what's the scoop. And I didn't know anything. So to grab this game just on a surprise it was like it was so crazy and it was such an engaging game and i think the concept was just completely flawless so much so that when i played that game i played nothing else until i beat it and it would it make my top games of all time maybe on a hundred list not quite a 25 but it's a good game <clears throat> my next game uh would be obviously i mentioned it phoenix Wright, ace attorney the original is just great you just you can't experience phoenix Wright without going through the original game hotel dusk room 215 is probably one of the most unique offerings on the original ds um this was one of those games that they created where 
I'm thinking like Nintendo called them and said, let's see how many of our features within the DS you can utilize and still make your game fun. Because they do everything. You hold the DS sideways like a book. Um, you actually use it in the capacity where, you know, sometimes you have to close the shell of the of the DS and reopen it and do little silly things like that. Um, it's a really interactive game. It has a really, really good story, a super story, actually. Um, one of my favorite stories. And I was, you know, it, it always gets me in such a riled up mood when I think about how certain IPs can be so endearing and then companies don't get the chance or the resources that they deserve in order to continue telling these engaging stories because there's nothing that I would look at in the offering of their game where I'd say, oh, this is lacking a little bit. I mean, it was amazing. And then they came out with a sequel, but the sequel only came out in Europe. And that was, you know, that just really threw me for a loop. And then the whole company went belly up. So that, you know, like I I was, I, I you know, that was one of those things where I was like, why doesn't, why can't Nintendo just acquire this company and have them make these games forever? <laughs> like, like I really just wanted something of that, of that note. Cause it was just, it, it's a series that I feel like we should be on like the fifth, sixth game like today. They did, uh, I think some of the developers from the original house did get together and they made a uh, 3D, 3DS exclusive. I think it was called Chase Investigations or something rather. It's And it the protagonist kind of, sort of looks like uh, Detective Hyde, but um, he just comes off a little bit more of an ass, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Hotel Hotel Dusk Room 215. Play that game, play that game, play that game. Completely amazing. And my number 10 would be Animal Crossing New Leaf. That's it. Now, my number five system, the last one. The last system that I would bring with me on my deserted island, it would be the Game Boy Advance. So I'd have two handhelds. Um... And the first game that I would bring would be Tactics Ogre, The Night of Lotus. I remember at the time I was looking for something to take the place or fill the void in my heart for the excellent standard that was set by Final Fantasy Tactics. Because at that time I had played Tactics so much that I knew it like the back of my hand. And I just said, this is insane that nobody else makes games like this. Enter uh, the Night of Lotus. And I remember being so engaged and just so hungry to play something that gave me a sense of Final Fantasy tactics. I was just, I was, yeah, I was, I was floored. I do believe I beat that game as well. I think I maxed out some of my characters just to an insane level and i think i had like a couple of characters that if i chose to only have those two go in where there were maybe like 12 people in opposition i could completely wipe them with no problem um but that's neither here nor there that's but that is definitely one of my favorite games um number two 
This is one of my favorite Castlevania games of all time. Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. What's his name? Juste? Juste? Juste. Belmont. That's the uh, protagonist. Um, I just remember him being so much, so different. He was just so different. And I just liked how different he was. He wasn't a, you know, he wasn't a classic buff man, Belmont. He was really elegant looking. Um, And I just liked that. And also... It had a hell of a soundtrack. It had a really good soundtrack. The soundtrack was amazing. And for for the, I don't want to call it limited capabilities, but for the capabilities at the time with the Game Boy Advance, they completely pushed it to the limit. So that's one of my favorites. Um, number three, Golden Sun. That was a surprise uh, hit for me. Um I remember when the when, so when the Game Boy Advance originally came out, it was like selling out like hotcakes. Everybody had it except me. And when I was able to get one, I still remember. I'll never forget. I got it at a discount. It was used, and it was pink, and it had no back for the battery. And the guy said. I'll give you one free game, you know, to accommodate this. This is when GameStop was a real store. Okay, let's just say that. The guy said, I'll give you one free game to compensate for the fact that, you know, this is kind of like a partial system. You don't have a battery back kind of sucks. And he uh, he but 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 he did he did make it a choice. He was like, you know, you could either get. I think it was super mario world or something um it was some kind of mario game golden sun and something else and then i was like i'm just gonna take golden sun and never disappointed in my life for that decision that game being a role-playing game was was again so different than role-playing games that i had played up to that point and I think that's what really intrigued me. It was the uniqueness that really just kind of drew, drew me in because I was I you know I was used to how certain companies delivered in the respect of their role playing games, but this one I'd never seen anything like it. You know, the um point of view during combat, the art style, everything just was so engaging and i just really really missed that that series overall i think that's another series i think we should be well into um but for what they were able to do on the advance one of the best one of the best um my next game is final fantasy tactics advanced uh number five would be advanced wars excuse me number six uh would be mario kart Super Circuit. Number seven, Fire Emblem, The Blazing Blade. Number eight would be Final Fantasy IV. Actual four. <laughs> Number nine would be Super Mario World. And then my last game would be Sonic Advance. And that will be it. That will be my... Five systems, 10 games apiece. So I got 50 freaking games to get through. 
and I'd be having a ball. I'd be having an absolute ball. And 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 the ten systems that I chose, they're not to prove any lacking on any other system that is available, that is out. I am just someone who has a more firm existence in nostalgia. I've enjoyed all of my time as someone who grew up playing what I think, in my opinion, are some of the best games that have ever been created. And I feel like they've all been available on the systems that I, I brought up. They're, 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 again, every every system in history has a, you know, a, a wide selection of games that can be considered classics to the end of time. But to me, these are the ones that I would absolutely live out the rest of my days playing and be completely content. But with that being said, what what uh, what systems would you guys take? What five systems would you guys take? What are some of your favorite video games overall? Um, do you think the Game Boy Advance was a pretty popular system? Was it better than the DS? Was the DS better than the Advance? Um, how did you feel about the Sega Genesis versus NES? And how did you feel about the SNES actually you know, one for one being better or not better than the Sega Genesis. I would love to hear your reaction. Um, you guys can hit me up on the Twitter more T a podcast. That's more T a podcast on the Twitter. I'm always, uh, engaging with folks there and we can uh, talk all day about video games, man. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. Let you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I am like super happy because I know exactly what I'm planning to do after this. I am going to go eat. And after I eat, I'm going to get into some video games and get myself ready for the next more than a podcast episode. So until then, you guys already know the drill, man. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.